Every human being, every believer, every community goes through different periods, phases, changes in their life. Sometimes there will be health, sometimes there's sickness, sometimes there's financial prosperity, sometimes there's difficulty. Sometimes a person has happiness, sometimes they're tested with sorrow. Allah Ta'ala explains this in Qur'an, that these are different phases, periods, days, and we keep rotating them on the people, we keep taking people through cycles. And Allah Ta'ala made the natural world like this also. The day turns into night, the summer turns into fall, the fall turns into winter, the winter turns into spring. Then we have long fast in Ramadan. Then as the years go by, you have shorter fast in Ramadan. So this world has been made cyclical. This world has been made changing. One reason for that is that Allah Ta'ala wanted to establish that all of makhluk, all of creation is fickle, all of creation will change. It's only Allah Ta'ala Al-Khaliq Al-Hayyul Qayyum who is everlasting, unchanging, permanent in His Saad and in His Sifat. Me and you were in flux, we're in change. So what happens is that when a person is in the state of flux and a person is in change, so what a person wants, they want help when they're in difficult times. Allah Ta'ala tests everybody. Everybody will be tested. Why? Allah Ta'ala wants to test and see which one of you will be ahsan in their amal, which one will have the most virtuous, pure, noble, excellent response, who will not react, who will not overreact, who will not panic, who will not get angry, who will not complain against Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, who will remain content, remain patient, remain calm, remain cool, remain collected, who will keep remaining pleased with Allah Ta'ala even though the circumstances are displeasing to him. This is called Asan Amal. This is what happens sometimes. That circumstances are displeasing. What you wanted to happen, it didn't happen. It was against your will and wish. It was a setback, even maybe outright failure. In such a situation, who will remain radi with Allah? who will remain completely as happy and as pleased with Allah Ta'ala in tough times as they were happy and pleased with Allah Ta'ala bestowed upon them good times. This is called Asr Amal. This is a test. This is a test. Now, at the same time, it's human nature that every human being still deep down wants that their wishes should be fulfilled. That there should be some way that their wishes can be fulfilled to Allah Ta'ala made a bab, chapter, away for that in deen and that is called dua that is called dua that when you make dua to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala you're asking Allah Ta'ala for help you're presenting your wish, request to Allah Ta'ala 
Allah Ta'ala explained this in Quran, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ الْأُنِي And say to them that your Rabb, so what is your Rabb saying to you? Ud'uni make dua to me. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, make dua to me. Allah says, I will surely answer and grant your dua. Hmm? And this gives us great hope. Now, if you went to any person who had any ability, any might, any power, and they told you, and sometimes you may go to somebody and they say, don't worry, you just ask me, I'll take care of it. Just tell me what you want, I'll take care of everything. And if that person has ability, has talent, has the resources, and they tell you that, do you get reassured? How could the Sunni Midati? You just tell me, I'll take care of it. Allah Akbar. Allah is saying the same thing. Ud'uni, you make dua to me. Astajiblukum, I will answer you. I will help you. I will fulfill your wishes. And this dua is for what? To get out of every difficulty. To get out of every worry. To get out of every sorrow. To get out of every stress. To get out of every anxiety. Open 24 hours access all the time. Person can make dua. They don't have to be in masjid. They don't have to be in wudu. It's good adab to be in wudu, but not required. They might be lying in their bed. They may be in any place, any position, any posture, anywhere. They can make dua to Allah SWT. Our Mashaik used to explain like this. Every now and then I will say a bit of Urdu. But I know there are few who don't understand Urdu. So it will either be something I've already said in English, so nothing to worry about. Or I will say it in English after saying it in Urdu. All the offices and all the doors and all the windows are all closed. At night there is only one being whose door is open, who is willing to answer the call of the caller, to hear the cry of the crier, to hear the plea of the wisher, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's so strange that we have left this sunnah to make dua to Allah at night. He said called munajat means pleadings, pleas, cries. In Urdu means sada, calling out to Allah subhanahu wa this is what people used to do in the night. This was natural for them. When night would fall, they would feel closer to Allah Ta'ala. But what happened in this world is that now we are engaged in nighttime entertainment, nighttime recreation, nighttime television, nighttime party, nighttime gathering. It's all fitna, distraction, rafla, distraction from Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? Exactly the same time when we were supposed to naturally feel closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time now we end up feeling distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in Quran that you call upon me and I will answer you now there is one type of person in our deen it's called mustajabud dawat this is that person who every time they make dua to Allah ta'ala Every time Allah Ta'ala grants them their dua. Now how does a person become like that? It's very simple. 
that person who every time Allah Ta'ala commanded them to do something, every time Allah Ta'ala told them to do something, they listened and fulfilled every commandment of Allah's, then Allah Ta'ala grants all their du'as. Hmm? They say in Urdu, so we must make this dua to Allah We must make this dream that if we can also be from those people whose du'as are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now there's a hadith. And this hadith was so beloved to Muhaddisin that Imam Bukhari narrated in his sahih, Imam Muslim narrated in his sahih, Imam Tirmidhi, Imam Abu Dawood, Imam Nisa'i, Imam Ibn Majah, in the six major collections, all of them this hadith is found. And this hadith is about that person who is so special to Allah Ta'ala that not only his dua, even if that person speaks, Allah Ta'ala honors his words. So Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi said, Inna min ibadillahi That indeed there are some people from ibadillah, from the servants and slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Man la aqsama alallahi la abarrahu That if they take a qasam, if they speak and they say by Allah's name la abarrahu Allah ta'ala fulfills whatever they say Allah Akbar Kabir Now why was Sayyidina Rasulullah telling us this? That there are people like that this is the guidance for the Ummah. This is the person teaching us. Sunnah means irshad. Sunnah means guidance. Sunnah means education. And the Kareem sallallahu was telling us in the, all of the Ummah ever to come that there will be people like that. And there will always be people like that due to their taqwa, their piety, their hayal, their sunnah, their zikr, their qurbat, Allah ta'ala. They but have to speak and take Allah ta'ala's name. And Allah ta'ala fulfills what they say. That's also possible. It can be people like that. This is the understanding. Because some people say, oh, why do you ask so-and-so for du'a? Because we've been taught by the Prophet that there are people like that. So maybe this person is like that. Maybe they're like that to some extent. So we'll ask them to make du'a for us. Hmm? And Sayyidina Rasulullah was Sayyidina Umar was going for Umrah and the vehicle could not go for some reason. So he asked him that, Oh, Umar, you make dua for me. Allah Akbar. And he is Nabi. But he was teaching the Ummah that it is from the Sunnah to ask others to make dua for us. It is from the Sunnah for us to make dua for one another. So now, not only Allah Ta'ala opened door of dua for us to make for ourselves, then now the door became wide open that anyone and everyone in the Ummah can make dua to Allah Ta'ala for anyone and everyone in the Ummah. Such a wide chapter of dua. So much possibility for dua. Then there are even some people who are so beloved to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, so beloved to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that he specially mentioned them in Quran. And who is this person? This is called Muttar. Muttar means that person who maybe somebody is oppressing him. Maybe somebody has wronged him. Maybe he's in some difficult situation. So this person is in a halat of iztirar. They're called muzdar. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, أَمَنْ يُجِيبُ الْمُضْطَرَّ إِذَا دَعَى 
Allah Ta'ala is that being who answers and grants the call of this person mudtar, the person in need, the person who is Muslim. The very moment he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the very moment, this is what Ida means, the very moment he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So who is Muttar? Our ulama mashayikh, they have explained that who is this person? Simply I will explain to you first that it's that person who is hopeless and that person who is helpless. That person who is hopeless, that person who is helpless. In Urdu means to be basphobia. Completely hopeless, completely helpless. He sees no other way. I'd say Allah Ta'ala should have been his first resort. But in this case for this person, Allah Ta'ala is their only resort. Their only resort. Maybe they've tried to fix themselves. Maybe they've tried to solve the situation. But they're stuck. They're so completely stuck that they turn to Allah Ta'ala in this state of desperation and then Allah Ta'ala takes pity on them. Allah Ta'ala, out of His mercy for them, Allah Ta'ala grants them dua. Now what happens that sometimes Allah Ta'ala puts a person in a situation like this to wake them up, to shake them up. Maybe they were not making dua to Allah Ta'ala. Maybe they thought everything was going fine in their life. Maybe they were carrying on as normal. So Allah Ta'ala sends a difficulty upon them. Now, maybe initially they don't, again, they don't turn to Allah Ta'ala. They try to use their mind, they try to use their money to solve the difficulty. Allah Ta'ala keeps them in that difficulty. He keeps them in it, keeps them in it, until they finally they realize that this was a wake-up call, this was coming to shake me up, and then they turn to Allah Ta'ala in dua. So when they turn to Allah Ta'ala in that hopelessness, helplessness, Allah Ta'ala answers their dua immediately. Now, the truth is that at one level, all of us need Allah Ta'ala desperately. Another way you can translate it is Mutta is a person of desperation. So actually, all desperately need Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala said in the Quran, Ya Yuhannas, Antumul Fukarao illallah. That, O oh, people, each and every single one of you is completely needy on Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? So actually, every one of us is Mutta. So that means that it's an adab, it's a way of making dua. It doesn't have to be a person. So it doesn't mean you have to be oppressed and downtrodden. You make du'a in that manner that, Ya Rabbi Kareem, I have no hope except for you. I seek only your help hmm? and I need you desperately. So that means any and every du'a can be made this way and that everyone will be accepted. Then, there's another type of madloom. So one is madloom from creation, means somebody else is oppressing me. Then there's another category of people that Allah mentions in the Qur'an, they oppress their own selves. They oppress their own selves. They're zalim and madloom. They wrong themselves. What does it mean? They betray Allah Ta'ala. They betray their haya. They violate their deen. They engage in shameless acts. They do secret sin. So they're hurting their own self. They betray Allah Ta'ala. Maybe they skip Fajr. They betray Allah Ta'ala. Maybe they misdirect their gaze. They betray Allah Ta'ala. Maybe they disloyal the spouse. They commit zulm on their own self. They hurt their own heart. So then, a way we can use this du'a is Muttar means the person who wants to make tawbah. They turn to Allah Ta'ala desperately and says that I am also Muslim, but I am Muslim with my nafs. My nafs overpowered me. My nafs did zulm on me. 
Yadav, I've tried so many times to come out of this. I've tried so many times to overcome this. I've tried to free myself from that lust, free myself from that anger, but I can't do it. I'm mutar. I'm desperate. I'm hopeless. I'm helpless. Yala, I'm making dua to you that Yala, you cure me of this sinful feeling. Hmm? Oh, Akbar. That's another way of making dua to Allah SWT. If a person makes dua like that, Allah Ta'ala will grant their dua. Allah Ta'ala will accept their dua. So all of this is the explanation of this verse of Allah in the Quran. Aman yujibun muttar. Who is the being who answers the muttar? Iza da'a. When they call upon them, yani it means Allah Ta'ala is the one who grants to that person. So this is a major way to make dua. Means, let me explain to you now the words. You have to make work, dua like that. The Yarabikrim, I'm helpless. I can't wake up. I fall asleep. I have no hope. I need you to help me and wake me up for Fajr. If you sleep like that, you will definitely wake up. The other time, helpless. I can't control my gaze. I don't know what to do. I can't overcome these feelings. And then you have power over everything. You said in Quran, Ala kulli shay'in that you have power over everything. Ashya. I am one of those things. From all those things you have power over. You have apply your power to me and fix me and fix my nerves. Hmm? You talk to Allah like that. So that's easy to do. Simply talking to Allah Ta'ala, simply making dua to Allah Ta'ala. Easy to do. So many people who are stuck in problems, the only reason they're not unstuck is simply because they don't make dua to Allah Ta'ala. They don't present themselves like a mutar. They don't present themselves in desperation to Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes a person, they come to me and they say, Shaykh, can you advise me on this, advise me on that? So I don't know, always do this, but sometimes I ask them a question. Okay, before I advise you, first you tell me, have you been waking up at the Hajj and making dua for this problem? Have you cried in dua for this problem? Says no. Allah Akbar? Says no. Say, Allah Ta'ala said that in the last third of the night, Allah Ta'ala, another way to get dua accepted, Allah Ta'ala grants the du'as of the person. Allah has a caller call out, is there anyone asking? So Allah Ta'ala may grant it to them. Halmin Mustaghfir, anybody seeking forgiveness, Allah may forgive them. The person says, no, I haven't done that yet. So it's like saying that there's an application window where all applications are granted. But instead the person comes to the consultant, but how can I get my application granted? Hmm? The immigrants will understand, visa application. So let's say there's a window that the visa application will always be granted. He doesn't go to that window, instead he comes to consult him and asks, how can I get my visa application granted? They say, have you gone to that window? He says, no. <laughs> I haven't gone to that window. I haven't made tajjid dua. I haven't prayed to Allah Ta'ala. I haven't made myself muttar. haven't presented myself in desperation to Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? How much can we do for the person? How much can we help a person who is not willing to help himself by following the teachings of deen? Hmm? So it's important that we understand these teachings of deen. May Allah Ta'ala put in our hearts that rather than talk to you about pure heart tonight, we should actually talk to you about du'a. Hmm? And we should teach you this thing. Because now we're only going to be with you for one night. So rather than I try to teach you in one night something you can keep doing when we're gone, so this is du'a. <laughs> if you can learn in one night, is enough to learn the adab of du'a, to learn the meaning of du'a, to learn the feelings of du'a. And if you can learn that, 
And then now you make du'a, you keep making it, you keep making it in the day, in the night, non-stop du'a to Allah Ta'ala. But it's also amazing that we meet people and they say they find it difficult to make du'a. And she said that, they say, I know I should make du'a. They say, I know my mind knows that Allah Ta'ala listens to du'a. Why don't do it? If you don't do it, no. I say, after first of all, you make du'a? No. Okay, when you wake up, you make du'a? No. At night before you sleep, you make du'a? No. After you eat, you make du'a? No. They don't make it. So strange. Some people say, that, okay, I try, I raise my hands, and I try, but I can't make more than one minute du'a. I only roll off, rattle off some Arabic du'as I've memorized without any feeling whatsoever. I said, do you ever talk to anybody in Mukhluk like that? <laughs> Have you ever talked to any creation like that? That you just ran off a few sentences and you don't even know what you're saying? They said, no, I've never talked to anybody like that. How could you talk to Allah like that? Is that a way to talk to Allah SWT? Yes, no doubt. Out of barakah, if you don't know Arabic, but for the sake of getting the barakah of the sunnah, you should recite some Arabic du'as first, but not rattling them off. You should recite them slowly, as if you know the meaning. Okay, if you haven't learned the meaning yet, recite it as if you know the meaning. Recite it as slowly, with as much feeling, as if you know the meaning. And if you don't know Arabic, after reciting few du'as like that, then you switch to English, Arabic, or, or English, or do whatever your language is, and you make heartfelt du'a to Allah Ta'ala. You talk to Him. The person says, no, I can't do it. No, can you imagine how distant that person must have become from Allah Ta'ala that he can't even make dua to Allah Santa? Hmm? Our Sheikh, he once was with us in America and there was a billboard. Huge! It was a huge billboard. And he saw this billboard and he loved, he loved to tell people this story. What was written on the billboard? It says that in any relationship, in any relationship, if you feel distant from the other party, guess who pulled back? <laughs> so it means for our relationship with Allah Ta'ala, in any relationship between two parties, if there's a feeling of distance, so there's two possibilities. Either the other party pulled back from you, pulled away from you, or you pulled away from them. So Allah Ta'ala made it clear in Quran, what did he say? فَإِنِّي كَرِيمٌ that indeed I, Allah Ta'ala says, indeed I, Allah, am kareeb. I am intimately near, close to you. So what does it mean? If you feel distant from Allah, ba'id, agar aapko duri ba'id, so what does it mean? It means you must have pulled back. So guess who pulled back? It was you. But Allah Ta'ala cannot pull back, he's kareeb. Now what could you imagine the state? What could be more tragic? That there's a person, he is a believer, is a mu'min, has Allah Ta'ala, believes in Rasulullah has these ayat of Qur'an, but they themselves choose to pull back from that Allah Ta'ala who said, وَنَحْنُ أَقْرَبُ that I'm even closer to you than your own self. What could be a bigger tragedy than that? But people just, that's the reality. They pull back. They can't do it. I can't make dua. Sometimes even they go to this extent, and Shaykh, you make dua for me. I don't know if Allah Ta'ala accepts my dua. This statement is actually not even correct belief to say that. But Allah Ta'ala says, 
how can you say, I don't know if Allah Ta'ala accepts my du'as. I don't know if Allah Ta'ala grants my du'as. Hmm? So distant from Allah Ta'ala. So distant from Allah Ta'ala. So no. Rather, a person should present our weaknesses to Allah Ta'ala. We should turn to Allah Ta'ala in every single situation. Allah Ta'ala has promised us in Quran, Allahu amanu. Allah Ta'ala is the wali of those who believe. And here, Alhamdulillah, and maybe we're not muttaqeen, maybe we're not salihin, maybe we're not awliya, all of these words in the Quran. There's one category that we feel we belong in, that's Allah Dina'amana, that's bare minimum, basic, those who adopted Iman. Alhamdulillah, all of us recited kalima, believe in kalima, Alhamdulillah, we are Allah Dina'amana. So what did Allah tell those people in the Quran? Allahu waliyul ladhina amanu. Allah Ta'ala is the wali of Allah Dina Amanu. Means Allah Ta'ala is the friend, protector, benefactor, guardian, caretaker. Allah hmm? Akbar. Now if you know Quran, you would know that in most places, most places, what do you find in Quran? Allah Dina Amanu wa Amil Salihat. Allah Dina Amanu wa Amil Salihat. Maybe if Allah Ta'ala apni is Muhammad ka bayan karna chahit hai. Means in English, when Allah Ta'ala wanted to express his love, he dropped this condition of Amal Salih. He didn't say, Allah is the wali of those who believe and do good deeds. No, Allah is the wali of those who believe. They do good deeds, they don't do good deeds, Allah is their wali. Proof, Allah then said afterwards, يُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِذَا النُّورِ Allah Ta'ala takes them out from their zulamat. They're doing bad deeds. Allah Ta'ala takes them out from their darknesses, sin, oppression, injustice, depression, in the nur, into the nur of his life. Hmm? So such a kind Allah Ta'ala, such a loving Allah Ta'ala, such a caring Allah Ta'ala, why can't we make dua to Allah Ta'ala? Hmm? Why can't we turn to Allah Ta'ala? How can it be that we feel distant from Allah Ta'ala? Hmm? That a person feels distant from Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Now, the way we learn to make du'a is from Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Actually, we can simply understand this. That all anbiya came to teach humanity how to love Allah Ta'ala. And Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu was the greatest lover and the greatest teacher. We're so blessed to have a Nabi like that. The greatest lover of Allah Ta'ala and the greatest and best teacher ever to walk on this earth. What did he do? He taught us, that great teacher taught us how to love Allah greatly. That great lover, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, taught us how to love Allah greatly. So we have to look at how he made du'a. How did he teach us to make du'a? What are his guidelines in du'a? So first guideline you will see from Qur'an, not just from Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but from the other Anbiya also, that their du'as, many are mentioned in Qur'an, that when they would make du'a, almost always, almost always, they would call upon Allah Ta'ala with the special name Rabb. You will find all through Qur'an, Rabbana, Rabbana, Hablana, Rabbana, Tazbubana, Rabbana, Hatana, Rabbana, Rabbana, Rabbana. Rabb, Rabb. Are there other words? 
You won't see a crown, Ilahu Nas, you can't find that calling by other names, no? Rav. Why? Something special about this name. What is this name, Rab? Rab means that being who takes care of you, the one who nourishes you, the one who nurtures you, the one who upbrings you. And you would remember Allah Ta'ala made us taught us the Quran, Rabbil Hamhuma Kumar Rabbayani Sarira. So the word Rab was also used for parents. That oh my Rab means Allah Ta'ala send your mercy on the two of my parents. Why? Because they did my rububiyya, tarbiya. They nurtured and raised me when I was small. Hmm? So then the, when the word Rab is used for parents, we understood that Rab refers to Allah Ta'ala's soft, special, nurturing nature. So just like when a child calls upon their mother and wants their mother to grant them something or wants their mother to forgive them, so what do they say? So in Arabic they would say, Ummi. In Urdu they would say, Ami. In English they would say, Mommy. They would not call by name, right? They would not call by any other attribute. They won't say, Oh, woman who manages the home. Huh? They won't refer like that. Huh? The same way in Dua, we can say that, but we won't say, Oh, that being who created the universe. It's not as personal. Allah is the being who created the universe. Hmm? And mother might be very well, the woman who manages the home. But when the child wants to melt the mother's heart, he will use that word that invokes the mother-child bond. So when the Abd wants to attract Allah's mercy to him, he uses that word, that name, Rabb, which invokes the Abd-Rabb bond. Hmm? So you see also in Salah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Subhana, Rabbil Adeem, Subhana, Rabbil Ala. Rabb. Rub in Qiyam and calling upon Rub in Ruku and calling upon Rub in Sudut. So this is a special word. Now if anything, if a person says then that look, I can't feel anything when I make dua, I don't understand the meaning of dua, okay, at least now you understand the meaning of Rub. So at least feel the feeling of the meaning of Rub that is enough to melt your heart and dua. Yes, it's enough to melt your heart and dua. This is why Allah Ta'ala also in Quran when he was calling out to all of humanity, even those who disbelieve in Allah Ta'ala, even atheists who deny Allah Ta'ala, what did Allah Ta'ala tell them? Ya ayyuhal insan, ma gharraka bi rabb, bi rabbika al-kareem. Allah said, your creator, your khalik, your malik, no, bi rabb, bi rabbika al-kareem. Allah Akbar, to me, Allah Ta'ala likes to be known like this. Allah Ta'ala introduces himself to those who deny him that I am your Rabb. Rabbika, I am your Rabb. Al-Kareem, I am your generous, loving Rabb. Hmm? Ya Allah, if you talk to insan like that, then we are Allah Dina Amunah. We are not ordinary insan. We are those insan who have iman in you, who believe in you, who have accepted you. So you must be our Rabbi Kareem. If you are Rabbi Kareem for all of insan, then how Kareem must that Rabbi with us, those who are at the Iman? Hmm? You should feel closeness to Allah Ta'ala. Closeness to Allah Ta'ala on the basis of this name. This is the first adab that we learn from the Anbiya. But it's not just about saying this word Rabb is your name, but rather we should be able to feel this from our heart. Our Messiah can explain it like this. یہ دعا پڑھنا نہیں یہ دعا مانگنا ہے
You can't just recite and utter these du'as. You must from your heart, it must be a heartfelt plea to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is called true du'a. Second thing that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa taught, so one is the way alfaz were to make du'a. Second, that there are some special times, and then there's some special places, and then there's some special people, and then there's some special moments in which a person can make du'a. So from those special times, one of them is obviously, like I already told you, the time of tahajjud. Then right now, this previous month of Ramadan, was time of suhoor, time of iftar, right? That was also a special time when du'a was accepted. Then also you knew in Ramadan, another special time that came and has passed, Laylatul Qadr, special time when du'as were accepted. Then all the last ten nights of Ramadan, then the first ten days and nights of Zulhijjah, so many like that times when du'as are accepted. Is there places where du'a is accepted? So mashallah, all of us we like to try. May Allah Ta'ala take each and every one of us over and over again to Haramain Sharifain. But those are places where extra special, extra special places so they get extra special acceptance of du'a. Whether it's Hajr Aswad, whether it's Multazim, whether it's Maqam Ibrahim, whether it's Safa, whether it's Marwa, whether it's Baab Kaaba. Allah, what do we So how many places? Makkah, Makkah, Madinah, Places where du'as are accepted. Hmm? Now sometimes even a person can feel that they're masjid. Because masjid is also the Baytullah. Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran that all the masajid of Bayut, all the masajid of the homes of Allah Ta'ala. What does it mean? Home of Allah Ta'ala lives there. Home of Allah Ta'ala means that Allah Ta'ala's mercy resides there so that when a person comes there to masjid, they feel grieved to Allah Ta'ala. They feel as if the feeling, if Allah Ta'ala had a home, how would you feel if you entered his home? You would be blown away, right? If literally Allah Ta'ala had a home like that, and you entered his home, you would be blown away. Hmm? Like Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when he went on Miraj, past the Kursi, past Arsh, past Sirat Al-Muntaha, he entered the presence of Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? So now, mean you can't do that, right? That may happen in Jannah, inshallah, but in this dunya it doesn't happen. So Allah Ta'ala gave us a place. So mashallah, we're happy to see your new masjid. So what is masjid? Allah Ta'ala gave us a place on earth where the believers could also feel that they have home of Allah, Baytullah, means they enter the special presence of Allah Ta'ala, they feel the qurb of Allah Ta'ala, that is called masjid. So they feel more like making du'a over there. Allah Akbar. So don't think that masjid is only just for five times prayer, for five, ten minutes a day. Oh, you must adorn it with so many things. Sometimes you're driving by the sofa, let me go make du'a in the masjid. Hmm? Let me make five minutes du'a, two minutes du'a. Okay, if I've already come in Masjid for Salah, let me stay back, linger back, make some dua. Okay, I got there early. But don't be like those people. Huh? Allah Akbar, sometimes it's like that. A strange thing I've observed in some places, that if they come early to the Masjid by accident, what happened, for example, prayer time changed. So they didn't know. So Asr Salah was 5, and then it changed to 5.15. So he didn't know, he showed up at 5. Now you would think, in this situation, the person should be happy. And say, Alhamdulillah, I can do ibadah for you. Oh, he gets upset. Yeah, he gets upset. Oh, man. Well, I didn't know that the time changed. Next time I'm going to be very careful to keep track of the time changes so this never happens again. La hawla wa la quwwata la billah. 
what happened just that you came 15 minutes early. And then sometimes they won't come inside. They loiter outside, they'll pick up the phone. Haji me masjid pahunche asme pande minute hai jibaat mein nakar tisi ko phone karna. Allah Akbar. Allah 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 Akbar. Allah Akbar. They talk on the phone, they talk to a friend, they'll wait and then 5, 10, 5, 12, then they'll come in masjid. Can you imagine the level of mahrumi of this person? Darwaza par pahunchiya, darwaza par atakti. Should be scared, scared of having attributes like this. Hmm? Oh, then you find a person the other way around. After salah, he says, No, I don't have time to make dua. You go, this is no problem. Maybe you have to go. We make dua, we go, we find him standing here talking to somebody by his car. Hmm? This happens. <laughs> Same person who said he didn't have time to make dua to Allah, no time to talk to Khalik, all the time in the world to talk to Krishna. It's a problem. It's a problem. And I don't have time to make dua. But what does he do? If some unknown number calls him on his phone, one is okay, somebody you saved in your contacts. I've had to sit with people, I've seen this. The phone rings and there's not a number, so it's not saved, the number comes up. He picks it up. I used to think that okay, if I'm sitting with someone, that if it's an unknown number, they won't pick that up. But if it's some name, maybe some important person, they will say, oh, I, my wife, can I answer? Oh, my father, can I answer? Strange thing I've observed. So many times this happened to me. That person sitting with me, they take out, it rings, they take out the phone, the name is there, they put it away. <laughs> they don't answer it. It's unknown number. They say, oh, can I take this call? What does it mean? So curious about creation. So curious that who is it? And what do they want to say to me? Huh? And so uncurious about Quran and what Allah Ta'ala wants to say to you. So uncurious about the Creator and so curious about creation. And then our younger generation, mashallah, so they're on WhatsApp. So any random unknown number sends them a WhatsApp with some unknown link to something, they must click on it. They say, I don't have time to read Quran, but they have time to scroll their phone, look at that link, click on that link. Why? Curious. What is this person? Who is this person? And what link have they sent me? When are you going to start becoming curious of who is Allah and what message has He sent me in Qur'an? When are you going to be curious about that? Hmm? So strange, strange people we become. Hmm? Uninterested in Creator and so interested in creation. So here I is mentioning to you the second teaching of Dua, which is the right time, special times, and now with the special places. Third is special people. And special gatherings, yes. <coughs> Sometimes Nabi Akrim Sallallahu said in Hadith, I was just recently researching this, it's a fully authentic Hadith, that if the believers gather, such that one of them makes dua and the rest make Ameen, Allah Ta'ala accepts those duas. So this is called Istimai dua, this is called gathering of dua. Why? Now I want you to understand as an example. Really you will understand this example. Now let's say there's somebody who is maybe sick in the hospital and me and you and all of us, we want to give them a gift. But as an individual, I may not be able to afford so much money. But if, let's say there, however many of you, there are 800 people. So let's say we all get together and each of us puts in $10. So let's say with 100 people like that. So if they all put in $10, it would become, what is it, $1,000, right? Now, and we all sign on that packet. And we give it to that one person, 
So what happens is that one person will feel that I gave him 1,000 and he will also feel that you, his feeling will be that all of us gave $1,000. So as an individual, I could only do so much. But when I got together with others and we made collective gift, it became a greater gift. So that's why when we get together, we make collective dua. So it's not just one person I'm making Tawbah, it's everyone making Tawbah, everyone begging for Jannah. So when that collective dua is lifted up to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala granted more kabuliyah. Yes. So this was just because of the hadith and penetration from the very beginning that people would want to go and there's some gathering but dua is being made. Let me also go, I want to also say Ameen. Hmm? I will also say Ameen. Hmm? And then the Kareem said that when a person makes dua for another believer, it's also authentic hadith, when a person makes dua for another believer, Allah Ta'ala sends an angel. And the angel sends Ameen, Walaka Ameen. He says, Ameen, on that person's du'as. So he's making du'a for somebody else. Angel said, Ameen, so the other person got angels, Ameen. And Walaka, the angel said, and may you also have the same thing. So the angel made du'a for this person. And then again, the angel says, Ameen, on their own du'a. Hmm? So much happens in du'a. Look at this power of du'a, barak of du'a. Allah hmm? Akbar. Then if so many people get together, and then they all say Ameen, and they're all making du'a for Ummah. Then how many angels come and say Ameen to all their du'as, and say Walaka, and make the du'a for them, and then say again Ameen on their du'a? Hmm? We don't understand, we're not being guided by the guidance. This is real, true, authentic Qur'an and Sunnah, this is power of du'a. Hmm? It changes a person, it can change a person's life. Maybe that was all it took. Maybe I've made dua, Ya Allah, cure my anger alone. It wasn't enough. Maybe if I go to a gathering and I make dua, Ya Allah, cure my anger, cure my lust, cure my gaze, maybe the barakah of that gathering will be such that my dua will be accepted. Hmm? So this was then special people and special gatherings. Special people and special gatherings. So this is why Nabiya Kareem said, Ibad. It means dua is the marrow, the essence. Ibadah from maghan and baghaz. It's the marrow and essence of ibadah. But what do we do? We make ibadah, we don't make dua. We pray salah, we don't make dua. We recite Quran, we don't make dua. Our Mashaikh, they taught us to try, try. You won't always be able to do it, but try that every time you make ibadah, make dua. Even short dua. If you get a chance to recite Quran, when you're done reciting, make dua. If you get a chance to pray salah, pray salah after the make You get a chance to recite salawat, dhurtri, recite it, make dua. You get a chance to do khidmah of somebody after you're done with the khidmah, make dua. Hmm? You get a chance to be of service to someone, make dua. You get a chance to do dawat of deen, make dua. You get a chance to attend ilm class, tafsir class, hadith class, after class, make dua. And dua'u, mukhul ibadah. The dua is the marrow and the essence of ibadah. Dua is the asl. Means dua is the asl, the purpose, the real. Now understand that some people they have one question that still remains in their mind that I have tried. Let's say a person may you may try this now, inshallah ta'ala. This is our hope. If we travel to you, we have only one wish from you is that you try these things. If you try, it's your own choice. You can experience it yourself. This power of making dua in these different ways that we mentioned. Then sometimes a person will say, okay, maybe I tried it, but I still didn't get exactly what I asked for. So this I have to explain to you. 
When Allah Ta'ala says, astajib lakum in Qur'an, that Allah Ta'ala will grant du'a, there's several ways Allah Ta'ala can choose to grant du'a. Not one way, there's more than one way. First is that, Allah Ta'ala will grant us exactly what we ask for, exactly what we ask for. So for example, a person at night, he makes du'a, the Europe became it's late, I was traveling, I'm tired. And it became my ass, please make sure I wake up for Fajr. So Allah Ta'ala grants exactly that. He wakes up for Fajr. So sometimes, yes, Allah Ta'ala grants exactly what the person asked for. This is one way that Allah Ta'ala accepts our du'as. Second way is that sometimes Allah Ta'ala out of his hikmah and his wisdom. Because he knows best. So he doesn't actually grant us the specific thing that we asked for rather than Allah Ta'ala grants us some other khair, some other good, some other hasanat, some other ni'mah, some other bounty, some other blessing that Allah Ta'ala selects for us. And we're making known that our selection, that I, this is what I select and want for myself. So sometimes Allah Ta'ala upgrades. This is actually better. <laughs> one is getting what you want, and one is upgrade. You know upgrade. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala upgrades you to what He wants for you. So that's the second way Allah Ta'ala can grant du'a. Third way is that Allah Ta'ala doesn't grant us what we ask for, doesn't grant us some other blessing. The third way is in fulfillment of that du'a, Allah Ta'ala stops some difficulty that was going to come on us. Or Allah Ta'ala removes some worry that is already upon us. Hmm? That's another way. Fourth way, and this is Ajib Nabi Akrim Sallallahu mentioned, that on the Day of Judgment, when the person will be on Mizan and then the rewards will be put on the right side and the sins will be put on the left side then there will be some extra rewards placed on the right side so the person will wonder that, what is this? I said, these are the reward for those du'as of yours that Allah Ta'ala did not fulfill in any way in this world rather Allah Ta'ala out of His mercy chose to store this up for you and give it to you as reward on Day of Judgment. Hmm? MashaAllah. This is like spiritual provident funds. SubhanAllah. Huh? Allah Ta'ala stores it to give it to us later. And then the Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that when that person sees how much reward he is getting on Day of Judgment for that dua that Allah Ta'ala chose out of His mercy not to fulfill in the world, he will wish he will wish that I wish that none of my du'as were fulfilled in the world and instead all of those du'as I got in reward form on the Day of Judgment. Allah Akbar. What a loving Allah SWT. What a wonderful Allah Ta'ala. SubhanAllah wa bihamdi, SubhanAllah al-Qadeem. How can we not make du'a to Sakhanallah Ta'ala? We should be making du'a all the time. Remember, du'a is not a sentence. Du'a is the personality. Du'a is a lifestyle. Du'a is an outlook. Here's another example. Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that you should make du'a to Allah Ta'ala even in the most slightest of things, even if your shoelace snaps, you should make du'a to Allah Ta'ala. And ya Allah, my shoelace snaps, I just go and put the new shoelace in. Hmm? Person, Akul will say like that. Your mind will tell you, you don't need to make du'a for this. You can fix it yourself. Quick fix. Hmm? Self-help. Allah says, even if I gave you that ability, still I want you to call upon me. 
Such a beautiful relationship. So how can you understand? So once our Sheikh he gave a beautiful example that if you are at home and you see your wife she's going out and you say that uh, where are you going? And she says, Oh I'm going next door, I need a dollar, I'm going to get it from the neighbor. You say, well, Why are you going next door to get dollar from neighbor? I'm right here. <laughs> you should ask me for everything, right? And this would be your wife. You're trying to show your wife your love. That you want to be the be all and end all and everything for her. And why should she even have to go somewhere for the dollar? So Allah Ta'ala is saying the same thing to you. That I'm your be all and end all. I'm your lover and your beloved. Even if your shoelace snaps, you make love to me. You ask me. Allah Akbar Kabira. Ajeeb. So this means now what's the teaching? Understand this deeper. It means that normally up till now, we thought that dua means to pray to Allah Ta'ala for some unseen help. Maybe even outright miracles sometimes, right? Right? Outright miracle. But this Tadeeq teaches us that no. You even make the law for the scene. You even make the law for doable things. So that's why we're saying that dua is not just an occasion. Dua is a way of life. Dua is a character of a person. That he's always making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, always <coughs> turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then always having hope in the acceptance of their dua. So now when you understood that Allah ta'ala accepts dua in different ways, when there was a great shaykh, Wali of Allah ta'ala, his name was Ibn Ata'illah al-Iskandri Ramtani. He wrote these beautiful sayings of wisdom, which are collectively in Arabic known as al-Hikam. So one of the beautiful things he said there, he said that, oh friends, before you even make the dua, before your heart can even think of that dua, Allah Ta'ala has already decreed acceptance of that dua. Acceptance, kubuli, will come first, tawfiq to make that dua will come second. Means if Allah Ta'ala did not want to fulfill your dua in any one of those ways, He wouldn't give you tawfiq in the first place to make dua. So the very fact that you are raising your hands in dua means that Allah Ta'ala wishes or wished beforehand to grant you something and He inspired you to make dua. Now this beautiful saying, right? But it should also make us scared. So what does it mean for that person who doesn't make dua? Hmm? What does it mean for that person who fails to make dua? And there's so many people, their reality is such that sometimes days go by, they never make dua. Real dua. Maybe they quickly said one, two sentences in Arabic. Not like that. Heartfelt dua. Maybe days went by. For some of them, weeks go by. For some of them, months go by. For some of them, one, two years go by. They don't make true heartfelt dua to Allah Ta'ala. So then the sentence becomes scared because then it means that okay, but actually it wasn't makbul. Allah Ta'ala didn't wish to grant me. Allah Ta'ala didn't wish to fulfill. Allah Ta'ala didn't wish to accept. Therefore, I never got tawfiq to make God. So you should be scared. If any, even one day of your life goes by that you didn't make heartfelt, heartfelt dua to Allah Ta'ala, you should be scared. That today I got mehroo. What was it happened today? That Allah Ta'ala didn't give me tawfiq to raise my hands and talk to Him. What happened today? Allah Ta'ala doesn't want to grant me something, to bestow upon me something. You should make us scared. Hmm? You make us scared. So we should have to have the hope and the acceptance of du'a of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. 
Then, another mistake people make is sometimes they do make the dua and then they start getting stuck. So I wonder, did Allah Ta'ala accept my dua? Sometimes they ask, can I tell, is there a way I can know Allah Ta'ala accepted my dua? But I already told you, Allah Ta'ala Allah has accepted. But yes, He may accept it in one of those multiple ways. Means that you should never have doubt in your heart that I don't know if Allah accepted my dua. I don't know if Allah Ta'ala accepted my tawbah. I don't know if Allah Ta'ala has forgiven me. The only way you can say that is if you didn't make tawbah, you didn't ask for forgiveness. If you ask for forgiveness, you're supposed to have confidence that my Allah, Al-Ghaffar, Al-Ghafoor, Al-Rahman, Al-Rahim, He did forgive me. But now after being forgiven, am I strong enough now not to repeat that sin? That's a different question. That's a different question. You may not be strong enough yet. You might be too weak. You might actually repeat that sin. So if you repeat that sin, again you have to make dua and beg Allah Ta'ala to forgive you. And if you make that dua, remember, before you even make the dua, the acceptance is already there. So if you make dua to Allah Ta'ala to forgive you, He will forgive you. But then again you may repeat that sin. So it means that along with dua, there must be another effort that we do in order to change ourselves, in order to fix ourselves. Because what we should want is we don't want to repeat that sin. So that second effort in deen is called tazkiyah. Tazkiyah means to make some effort, to learn some zikr, to sit in some company, to listen to some bayan, which will motivate a person to have more taqwa, to have more obedience to Allah Ta'ala, to have more awareness of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, so that not only they make dua and they get forgiven by Allah Ta'ala, they make dua, they're accepted by Allah Ta'ala, but then they also change. Hmm? They also change. Hmm? So one thing is washing the clothes when it's dirty. And the second is learning how to keep the clothes clean. Hmm? Now what do you teach your children? You teach the children both, right? Now yes, the children know that, okay, if they spill something, we say, okay, don't worry, I'll wash it. But when you realize now that they spilled, now you put them in training. Beta, you should wear handkerchief. You should be careful. You should roll up your sleeves. You give them a training. Right? You don't have to leave them like that. That okay, you do whatever you want. Anytime they're staying, we'll wash it for you. No? So that training that a person receives in order to pure, keep their heart pure, that is called tazkiyah. Tazkiyah means purification of the heart. Tazkiyah means keeping awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tazkiyah means remembering Allah ta'ala more so that you don't sin in the first place. Tazkiyah means loving Allah ta'ala more so you don't fall in unlawful love in the first place. Tazkiyah means fearing Allah ta'ala more so you get, don't get tempted by sin in the first place. That's called Tazkiyah. So both efforts should be there in a person. They should make a lot of dua and they should make a lot of Tazkiyah. How does this Tazkiyah process work? And that I'll just tell you very briefly. Very briefly. One way to get Tazkiyah is through this to understand the learnings of Qur'an and Sunnah on some topic. So like tonight, topic was dua. So one by one to, to go through different topics. One by one to go through different topics. So inshallah when you leave, we'll give you a card. Friends will give you a card. And you can go on the website and listen to different topics. So you must learn. That helps us do our tazkiyah. That helps us become stronger and more pure in our deen. Second, 
is to practice in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then you make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. Like the doctor will sometimes give you antibiotic, but he also gives you vitamin. Hmm? So the zikr of Allah ta'ala is like the vitamin. It makes a person more strong so that next time they're less likely to sin. Then they keep doing more zikr, they become even more strong. Then next time they're even less likely to sin. And they keep making zikr of Allah ta'ala, keep making zikr of Allah ta'ala. Then they become what Allah ta'ala is describing in Quran. Those people who remember Allah ta'ala a whole lot. Then they enter into salaheen, muttaqeen. Then they're able to live a life that is pure. So this is an effort, it takes time, no problem. And if you want to do it gradually, you want to do it part-time, you want to do it in your free time, so then it will take years, but no problem. Allah has given us our whole lifetime for this. Our entire lifetime has been given to us in order to make du'a to Allah Ta'ala, make zikr of Allah Ta'ala, follow the sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, bring our life according to Sharia, our whole life is for this effort. Whole life is for this effort. In fact, we have not even been created for any other purpose. We haven't been created to eat. We haven't been created to work in this world. We haven't been created to earn. We do these things, but that's not the purpose of our creation. We were created in order to love Allah. We were created in order to know Allah. We were created in order to obey Allah. We were created in order to worship Allah. We were created in order to remember Allah. Hmm? You will see even in this world that anything that doesn't fulfill its intended purpose, it loses its value. Somebody buys a million dollar machine for their factory, but then it turns out it doesn't do what was intended. It's value. It says it's worthless for me. It's junk now. Because it doesn't fulfill its actual objective and purpose. So this insan, this insan has a purpose. And their purpose is to love Allah Ta'ala, please Allah Ta'ala, remember Allah Ta'ala, worship Allah Ta'ala. You must fulfill that primary purpose that Allah Ta'ala put barakah in all of the secondary functions in life. Then you will get barakah in business, you will get barakah in health, you will get barakah in job, you will get barakah at home, you will get barakah in your time itself. Yes, this is the power of deen. You can even get barakah in time itself. You will feel, oh, I got so much done in one day. And if you don't have this purpose in life, if you don't fulfill the objective of life, you're not strong in deen, and even you will say like that, that, oh, I've lost barakah. People, they come, they say that. It's amazing. They say, oh, I have no barakah in my work. I don't have barakah in my health. I have no barakah at home. There's always fights. Then they say, and I have no barakah in my time. Allah Akbar. Science says time is time. <laughs> what are you talking about barakah? He says, no, I have no barakah in my time. Every day I wake up and I plan to do this, this, things, and every day it's unfinished. Every day I'm unfinished. Every day I'm running behind. I start things, I can't complete them. I begin things, I can't finish them. I don't have barakah in my time. You have mu'min, you have iman, you have islam, you have Quran, and you don't have barakah in your time, you don't have barakah at home. There's a problem. So this taskiyah, this takes care of these things. It's a process to get purified of all of these distractions, all of these sinful feelings, so that person comes closer to Allah subhanahu wa These were our two main messages that we wanted to give you tonight. 
Doa and Tazkiyah. So for this, so two messages I want to give you tonight was Doa and Tazkiyah. I'm going to give you then in just two, three minutes some steps to do your Tazkiyah. And inshallah after winter we'll make Doa so we can make comfortable Doa. Because after Bayan on Doa, we want to give you a little nice long Tazkiyah Doa. Hmm? Right? Yes? Huh? So rather I give you some concluding points for the last few points then on Tazkiyah. Few ways you can make Tazkiyah. Number one, I was telling you to learn. So to listen to talk, beyond, beyond of ulama, beyond of mashaykh, to read beyond of ulama, beyond of mashaykh, and to practice, to make your life according to those teachings. Second, is that you should try to fix your salah. If you can purify your salah, you will purify your life. And if your salah is impure, full of other thoughts, blank thoughts, worldly thoughts, sometimes sinful thoughts, if your salah is impure, your life will be impure. Third, you must follow the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu Any sunnah, every sunnah, outer sunnah, inner sunnah, sunnah appearance, sunnah character, sunnah feelings, sunnah interpersonal relations, any sunnah, every sunnah, that will do tazkiyah. Fourth, you must have practice of reading Qur'an every single day. No day should be empty of Qur'an. There's no day of my life except there's no page of my book of deeds that is empty of sin. But there's no page of my book of deeds that is empty of Quran. Hmm? To do that, you just even five minutes a day will get you this. Hmm? Even five minutes a day. Read Quran every day. Be scared. Be scared. Why? Don't think I couldn't read Quran today. Think why did my Allah Ta'ala not want me to look at his Quran today? Think like that. <laughs> then you get scared. <laughs> every day, next step, every day recite Dhrul Sharif, Salawat and Nabiya Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Our Mashaikh, they train us hundred times to do recitation. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala same thing, you should be scared. And what type of days I had in my life that I never even thought about Nabiya Kareem sallallahu I couldn't express my love for him. What type of ummati is that? Hmm? Who forgets their Nabi? Hmm? No, no, no. Every day. Then next is that every day we make a mistake. Every day we fall into sin. So every day you should make istighfar. Astaghfirullahu rabbi min kulli zanbin wa atubu ilayh. Like an arm Mashaikh train us that we should try to do this hundred times a day. It's washing the heart. Like we wash our face every day, we wash our hands every day, to wash our heart every day. Next is that when you're out there in the world, where most of your time is, working, shop, university, practice, office, at that time in your heart to keep remembering Allah Ta'ala. To keep trying to feel feelings for Allah Ta'ala. To always think thoughts about Allah Ta'ala and to remind yourself, keep reminding, keep reminding, keep reminding, your heart will start remembering. You keep on reminding, your heart will keep on remembering. Then let me tell you, one day a beautiful thing can happen. Your heart will remind you. Yes, when you practice the zikr, you keep reminding your heart to remember Allah, then you reach a state that your heart will remind you. What does it mean? So you're driving, somebody cuts you off, you're about to get angry, your heart reminds you, Allah. You become quiet. Mm -hmm. You 
something happened at home, something small, you're about to get angry with life, your heart will remind you, Allah, you will become quiet. Hmm? You're walking down, you're thinking of raising your glance, your heart will remind you, Allah, you will lower your glance. Hmm? Yes, the heart can remind you, but because our heart has become weak, so first you must remind it. Keep trying to connect your heart to Allah. Then see, see what happens. Hmm? And last zikr our Mashaikh have taught, it's a special zikr which will help you in tazkiyah. Last tip for tonight. And that is a special zikr that you can only do in your free time. You can only do it in your free time. And in the beginning you only start with 10-15 minutes of your free time. And this is that zikr where you try to connect to Allah Ta'ala in such a way that Ya Allah, now that I'm free, I want to remember you and I want to forget everything else. Now I only want to remember you. Before I was trying to remember you along with working, remember you while driving, remember you while shopping. Now Allah Ta'ala, I'm free. But now I want to only remember you and forget everyone, everything, forget the world, forget myself. Allah Akbar. Allah has mentioned this Quran, but the button in So this word in Arabic, tabattu tabdil. Later in Arabic they call it fana. It means to drown yourself, lose yourself exclusively in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, To the exclusion of everything else. So how will you do that? That's something to do with the tongue. This is an affair of the heart. It's an affair of the spiritual heart called qalb. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'in qulub. So the function, just like the function of the eyes is to see, the function of the heart is to remember Allah Ta'ala. So you simply sit in any relaxed, calm position. Breathing normal, heartbeat normal, pulse normal, all of that is ghairullah. You will tune everything out. You will close your eyes to tune the world out. You will close your mind to tune yourself out. And you will simply try to tune into your heart and that your heart is making zikr of Allah Ta'ala. How will your heart make zikr of Allah Ta'ala? That your heart is silently calling Allah's name as if your qalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah. That you make zikr of me, I Allah will make zikr of you. So what will happen then? So Allah Ta'ala will send his nur in your heart. He will purify your heart. He will fill your heart with his love. He will take out the unlawful love from your heart. So you just sit like that. You just sit and focus on the silent zikr of Allah's name from your heart. So you practice this 5, 10, 15 minutes a day, you will see yourself. This is a practice exercise. Like sometimes a Kali gives somebody practice this <coughs> exercise, your recitation will get better. Alam gives somebody practice this lesson, you will learn the Masail of Salah better. The Shaykh also sometimes you give practice exercise. That you make this practice exercise, your zikr of Allah will become better. So these were the tips on Tazkiyah, we gave you the tips on Dua, may Allah Ta'ala accept our coming here tonight, may Allah Ta'ala accept our sitting with each other, may Allah Ta'ala make us people of Dua, people of Zikr, people of Tazkiyah, may He fill our heart with the mood of His Hidayah, Fa'afim Ta'ala, and Alhamdulillah, we thank you so Before we make Dua, inshallah, I want you to practice that silent Zikr I taught you. Silent zikr of the heart for a few moments, so I want you to practice this zikr with me. So in this zikr again, remember you're going to make intention that Ya Allah I'm free. I want to forget everything in the world and only remember you. How will I remember you? I'll make intention that my heart is silently reciting your name. 
tune out the world by closing your eyes, close your mind, forget everything in the world and all that it contains, forget yourself and all that you contain, making it from my ruh, from the heart of my ruh, my qalb, I'm making zikr of you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Mirabikrim, you promise in Quran, Fadkuruni Azakurkum, that if I made zikr of you, you would make zikr of me, and I ask that you send your noon in my heart, your rahmah in my heart, purify my heart of its sins, soften my heart towards the deen, fill my heart with your love, and I make near that my qalb is making zikr of your name, that my qalb is silently calling Allah, Allah, Allah. Jealousy, hatred, spite we had for others. 
Yet we want to clean our heart, remove every negative feeling we have for anyone from our heart. Yet we can even take out any arrogance, pride we may have in our heart. And yet fill our heart with the feelings of Nabi Karim, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our heart with the charitable feeling that he had. Fill our heart with the humility that he had. Fill our heart with the kindness and gentleness that he had. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, make us from your Zakirin Mu'mineen. Make us from your Salihin Mu'mineen. Make us from your Muttaqeen Mu'mineen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept us to recite Quran every day. Never be angry with us, Ya Rabb. Never deprive us, Ya Rabb. Never have a day empty of Quran, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Let us recite Drood Shif Salawat every day. Make it easy for us, Ya Rabb. Give us Tawfiq, Ya Rabb. From your Fazl Karam, Ya Rabb. Let us make Istighfar every day. Grant us that heart that remembers you. We too want to be reminded by you, reminded of you, reminded to you. Make us from Allah Kareem, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Allah accept us for the path of Tazkiyah, a life of Dua, a life of Quran, an understanding of Sunnah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, with peace, love, and harmony between the hearts. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make our for this masjid, Ya Rabb. Make it a shining light of Quran, Sunnah, and Sharia. Make it a center of Sukoon, center of Itminan. Ya make it a center of Deen. Ya bring forth from this Masjid, every single branch of deen, every aspect of deen, every flower of deen, and then fill the halls of this masjid with muttaqeen musaddeen, salihin musaddeen, zakirin musaddeen, mukhlisin musaddeen, and it be produced from the halls of this masjid, legions and scores and dozens and hundreds and thousands of muttaqeen musaddeen, zakirin musaddeen, muttaqeen musaddeen, zakirin musaddeen, ya Allah, ya Rabbi Kareem, and then raise from this Masjid, Ya Rabb, the Mufassireen of the time, the Muhaddisin of the time, the Ulama of the time, the Uliya of the time, let it be from your Karam and Fazl, from your infinite limitless treasures, let it be clean, we ask you to fulfill all the needs of the Masjid, you are the true Wali, you are the true Wakil, you are the true Guardian, Ya Rabb, Ya Allah, any sabab, any means that you are pleased with us to use, guide us to that Ya Rabb, and any sabab and means that is displeasing to you, Avert our mind from that, change our direction from that. Ya Rabbi Kareem, help us to make wise decisions in wise manner in the best of times with the best of results, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Hamana Gunaku Mahafarma, Hapna Fazul Karam Rahmat Mahamna Farma, Hamaki Fakir Mane, Ajaz Maskinhe, Afkum Manikilayahe, Afkum Manwanikilayahe, Afkum Kurpanikilayahe, Afkum Kurpanikilayahe, Afkum Kurpanikilayahe, Afkum Kurpanikilayahe, Afkum Kurpanikilayahe, Afkum Kurpanikilayahe, ہمیں اپنے رضا والے زندگی نصیب فرما رضا والے صفات عطا فرما رضا والے عداد عطا فرما یہ ربی کریم ہمارے صفت میں طبیعت میں مزاج میں عادات میں کوئی بھی چیز اگر آپ کو ادنا سے بھی ناپسند ہے ہم بدلنے کے لئے آئے ہیں توبہ کرنے کے لئے آئے ہیں آپ ہمیں بنا دیجئے اپنے پسند کے مطابق بنا دیجئے اپنے ہدایت کے نور عطا فرما رحمت نازل فرما مغفرت نازل فرما گناہوں کو معاف فرما ہم بڑے بنا کر کر آئے ہیں بڑے دور دراز سے آئے ہیں یا ربی کی مغفی بنا کر کر آئے ہیں آپ معاف کرنے والے ذات ہیں ہم نے تو آپ کی بڑے قرآن میں تذکرے سنے تو تو الرحمن ہے الرحیم ہے الغفور ہے الغفار ہے معاف کر دیجئے یا اللہ اے پیارے اللہ معاف کر دیجئے یا ربی کی وہ قرآن جو صرف آپ اور ہم جانتے ہیں وہ بھی معاف فرما جو قرآن خلوت کے گئے وہ بھی معاف فرما جو یا ربی کریم ہمارے آپ کے درمیان جب دورے آئے ہیں گناہ کی وجہ سے اس دورے کو ختم فرما فصل کو ختم فرما دوبارہ اپنا 
گرو کے آدھار فرما ایک دفعہ ہمیں بھی دوبارہ کہہ دیجیے فائنی قریب یا اللہ دوبارہ کہہ دیجیے میں نہ اقرب الیہی یا اللہ یعنی بکریب آج رات اس پورے مجمع کو اپنی نظر محبت عطا فرما نظر شفقت نائل فرما یعنی بکریب یوم الست پر آپ کی نظر ہمارے روح پر پڑی آپ نے ہمیں امت مصطفیٰ کے چنا یعنی بکریب آج دوبارہ نظر جا دیجیے سنت مصطفیٰ کے لئے چننی جے اخلاق مصطفیٰ کے لئے چننی جے آداب مصطفیٰ کے لئے چننی جے آپ کی نظر پڑ جاتی ہے یا رب اکرین کام بن جاتا ہے فزید ابن عیاز داکو کا سردار تھا آپ کی نظر ان پڑ پڑی وہ اولیاء کا سردار بن گیا یا رب اکرین وہی نظر ہمیں بھی انائز فرما وہی نظر نصیب فرما وہ لوگوں کے مال کا داکو تھا ہم اپنا حیاء کا داکو کر بیٹھے اپنا ایمان کا داکو کر بیٹھے آپ مربانے کر نیجے بے حیاء با حیاء بننے کے لئے ہیں با حیاء بنا دیجے ربی کریم آپ کے پیارے نبی کریم سب نے بتایا ایک بنی اسریو کے برکدار عورت تھی اس نے ایک کتے کو پانی پلایا آپ نے معاف کر دیا ربی کریم ہم بھی مسئلے میں ہیں ہم بھی بے حیاء کے شکار ہیں پھر آپ آپ کی تو ماننے والے ہیں آپ کی طرف سجدہ کرنے والے ہیں آپ کی پیارے نبی کریم سب پر ایمان لکھ چکے ہیں ہمیں معاف کر دیجئے نیک بنا دیجئے سالح بنا دیجئے تقوی عطا کر دیجئے نبی کریم سالوں سے چلا رہے تقوی کے نام سنتے رہتے ہیں نبی کریم یہ دولت ہمیں بھی مل جائے آپ آج رات پیسے کر دیجئے ہمارے تقدیر میں تکیجئے نصیب بنا دیجئے آپ کو دیکھن کے فرمان ہے وہ یقون ہو جائے گا آپ اعلان کر دیجئے ارادہ کر دیجئے ہمارے نفس امار کو حکم کر دیجئے ہم بھی نیک بن جائیں گے آپ کی مربانی ہوگی آپ کو بہت فضل کرم ہو جائے گا ہم سب کو اپنا سیدھا سادھا سچا ستھرا مسلمان بنا ستھرائی عطا فرما سادگی نصیب فرما کنات عطا فرما زہد عطا فرما دین کا درد عطا فرما دین کا غم عطا فرما ہمیں اپنے دین میں مضبوط بنا استقامت عطا فرما جنب بکرین ہم بھی آپ سے محبت کرنا چاہتے ہیں آپ اس محبت کو قبول کر دیجئے آپ ہمیں اپنے محبت سکھا دیجئے دنیا کی محبت نکال دیجئے پھر محم کی محبت نکال دیجئے اپنے محبت عطا فرما دیجئے ہم آپ کے عاشق بننا چاہتے ہیں ہم آپ کے محبوب بننا چاہتے ہیں بنا دیجئے یا رب ہم سب کو اپنے مقبودین محبوبین بننے بننے میں سے بنا یا رب ایکن جو بھی لوگ آواز سن رہے ہیں جہاں بھی سن رہے ہیں ان کو بھی ان دعا میں شامل فرما یا رب ایکنی میں اس مرشد کو قبول فرما اس کو مرکز سکون بنا مرکز اتمنان بنا قرآن سن شیر کے مرکز بنا یا رب ایکنی میں اس کو ایسی جگہ بنا کہ گناہ گر آتے ہیں آپ کی رحمت پاتے ہیں گناہ گر آتے ہیں توبہ تائم بھکر جاتے ہیں گمراہ آتے ہیں ہدایت یافتے جاتے ہیں فاسق آتے ہیں وری بن کر جاتے ہیں آپ نے بھلی کرنی جے آپ قبول کرنی جے اینے بیکرین اس کمیونٹی کی اور پوری امت کی نوجوان پر اپنے خصوصی رحمت نازل فرما ہدایت نازل فرما اینے بیکرین چاروں طرف باتن نے ہمیں گھیرا ہے فتنہ فساد فس فجور کے زمانہ ہے مگر یہ رب جو بھی الہادی ہے اپنے ہدایت کی چشمے کو جاری فرما 
اپنی ہدایت کے ہواؤں کو چلا ہمارے تمام بچوں کو اور ہمارے قیامت تک تمام آنے والے نسل کو ایمان کی حفاظت فرما ایمان کو مضبوط بنا نبی کریم آج کے اور بھی بہت نوجوان ہیں آج وہ رات ہے سیٹرڈے نائٹ وہ پتہ نہیں کہاں گھوم رہے کیا کر رہے کس کام میں لگے آپ کو بھول بیٹھے ہیں آپ ان پر بھی ہدایت نازل فرما ان کو یاد دہانی فرما اپنی محبت کا تعارف فرما وہ بھی آپ کے عاشق بن جائیں گے وہ بھی آپ کے ماننے والے بن جائیں گے وہ بھی آپ کے دین پر چلنے والے بن جائیں گے وہ ہم سے بہتر ثابت ہو جائیں گے آپ مہربانی کر لیجیے ہمارے تمام خاندان کو اہل عیال کو تمام ہمسائے کو تمام امتیوں کو سب کو ہدایت عطا فرما پوری امت پر اپنی رحمت نازل فرما پوری امت کی گناہوں کو معاف فرما پوری امت کو ولایت نصیب فرما کریم اپنی رحمت کرم سے جس کے سینے میں جو نیک تمنا ہے دلی دعا کرنا ہے قبول کر لیجیے دل میں توبہ کرنا ہے قبول کر لیجیے جو پریشان ہے پریشانیوں کو دور فرما جو مشکل میں مشکلات کو آسان بنا بکریم صحت میں برکت عطا فرما رزق میں برکت عطا فرما وقت میں برکت عطا فرما اور یارب کریم ہم میں سے بہت ایسے ہیں جو آپ نے تمام برکات دے چکے ہیں آپ کی اتنے نعمتیں میں ڈوب رہے ہیں ہم اپنے سستی کے شکار ہیں اس سستی کو دور فرما دین میں مضبوط بنا نفس کے غفلت سے محفوظ فرما دین میں چستی ایسا فرما نرم کریم اپنی رحمت کرم فضل سے ہماری ان سب دعاؤں کو قبول فرما آج تک جو بھی انبیاء نے آپ سے مانگا صحابہ نے آپ سے مانگا اولیاء نے آپ سے مانگا اور آپ خوش ہو گئے جو ہمارے حق میں مناسب ہے یہ تمام دعا ہمارے طرف سے بھی قبول فرما جو نبی کریم سمد و ناصر نے امت کے لیے دعا مانگی نبی کہ ہم بھی ہو اس امت کی امتی ہیں ہمارے حق میں ان کی تمام دعاؤں ہمارے بارے میں بھی قبول فرما جیسے وہ چاہتے تھے امت بنے ہمیں بھی ویسے بنا جیسے تیرا ابدیت کا حق ہے ہمیں بھی وہ عطا فرما اخلاص نصیب فرما کردار عطا فرما صفات عطا فرما اپنا غم عطا فرما and join us in genital for those with all of the anbiya with the biyakreem sallallahu alayhi sallam with all of the sahaba and the biyakreem grant us that life that will lead to genital for those guide us to those actions that will lead to genital for those grant us those associations and companions who will guide us to genital for those and that we can put in our heart a love for all of the ulama a love for all of the awliya a love for all of the ummah a love for all mu'mineen make us true to this love loyal in this love loving in this love and that we can make each and every one of us from your devout loving loyal servants and slaves and that we can make up for all those who are Made, but happiness in the married life. Those who have children, let us raise our children according to Deen, Ya Rabb. Let us raise our children from your Oliya, Ya Rabb. Those who have yet to have children, decree this blessing for them. And Ya Rabb, if it is your wisdom, decree some other blessing from them. You know, those who are unmarried, guide them to a pious, lawful spouse, who will be their companion on path, companion in Deen, Ya Rabb, 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 Ya R
all those that you know are better for us. Guide us that which is best for us, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana takamba minna innaka anta sameeul alim. Wa innaka anta tawabur rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi sayyidna Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Bi rahmatika ya arhamar